0: Hello, this is Sabrina Ray of Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, and I'm here with a warning. This episode is going to be filled with lots of talk of explicit sexual acts. And there will be some lines crossed that some of you may not want to cross in the movie we watched. Uh, the movie we watched it featured scenes of sexual assault against minors and other such unpleasantness, but in service of the story. So although there are artistic reasons for it, if for whatever reason, uh, these things trigger something in you, or you just don't want to hear about them, uh, it's not like we're just going to be saying child sex the whole time. But
1: Please no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but... If you are, if you feel that way, no judgment on our part, please skip this episode and join us back for non-child sex episodes.
1: <laughs> you know, Chew music. <laughs> you don't, yeah, I think you would just be like, I would have, sorry, I was expecting more something like trigger warning, we're dealing with sexually explicit issues involving uh, minors, which may be um, unpleasant or, you know, inappropriate for some listeners, um, please listen at your own risk. <laughs> but instead, you're like, child sex. like
2: <laughs> Parental supervision, if suggested. Is
1: mandatory, uh-huh. I think.
2: Are you ready to go <laughs>
0: Welcome to Akashna Podcast Anime with Friends. I've already introduced myself, but joining me are my co-hosts, both eager to discuss this movie. <laughs> Victoria, Dawn, yeah. how are we tonight?
2: I'm pretty good.
0: Yeah, I heard you went wow. to see a movie.
2: Yeah, I went to see the last Evangelion movie, 3.0 plus 1.0, or as I like to call it, 4.0. I saw that in theaters I saw it when I saw it when it debuted in streaming services last year but it seemed special to go see it in a the theater so I went with a couple of friends climbed back in our seat and just watched all that glorious indulgent bullshit <laughs> with a happy ending
0: that's good that's good was there anything about the theater experience that struck out that that, that stuck out to you mm. Like when you were watching at home, like maybe you didn't feel the same way about something, but then seeing it on the big screen or seeing it next to other fans.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I, I think just seeing it as a, seeing it as a group in a theater, feels like, it feel it feels like a victory. I wish there were more screenings and that had been a bigger, had been a bigger event, but you know, you, 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 de- you, you know, you deal with it. Like, I know this theater I went to I had, like, the Demon Slayer movie before, and it's up on the Marquee. I, like, was eagerly about to take a photo, and like, oh, it's not on the Marquee, because it's only, like, a, airing, like, a few times.
1: I just had a question on Evangelion. You mentioned that it had a happy ending, and uh, that's not yeah. how Spoiler I alert. remember. <laughs> Wait, which one? It, for Thrice Upon a Time? Uh, no, so pretend that I have watched the original series and nothing else, because that... Uh, wow. would correspond with reality and I know nothing about this happy ending should I be um, uh, Is would you recommend a rewatch of Evangelion to bring myself to it what must be a different outcome or I would expect a different outcome if you're going to call it happy well
0: do so you want to be happy um uh,
2: in the in the 2000s um, Hideaki Ano started to make a sort of alternate continuity movie retelling because he wanted to retell the story being out of depression so this is so it's it's like an end cap to the it's this particular movie is like an end cap to the entire franchise but like also the ending to the specific continuity so they uh, Eva has like three different endings
0: yeah, and they're all kind of valid because they all kind of take place inside of Hideaki Anno's head.
2: Yeah. So to like, speak. I, like I like I mean, I had the luxury of just watching all the rebuild movies back to back. So I didn't you know, I, I had I had a more favorable opinion than the people who waited years in between them, but I just thought it's like it's like Dakota, you know, that this this is like the message that was like, Hey nerds, you know, you you can get you can get out of this Talk to the people in your life, you know. Find out, find out what they're what they're about, and then like you two can move on to adulthood.
0: Yeah, I always felt like the end of Evangelion movie was a little bit more like, "Hey, you bunch of nerds! I'm not one of you anymore. I'm better than you. Stop watching this dumb movie and go outside and get some touch some grass." That's an uncharitable view of it, but. I don't uh, think there's... there's any grass
2: left over after, after uh, the, after <laughs> the project.
0: <laughs> but if you want oh, like no. giant
2: severed heads, you got that.
0: Yeah. Touch some giant severed heads. <laughs> uh, I think that we need to talk about this movie that we watched for this episode. It is called Twittering birds. Never fly. Um, it is It is a Yakuza movie (laughs) and it has a main character named Yashiro who is a sex fiend and yet he's incredibly likable, Um, charming, roguish, manipulative, but like also kind of damaged and not just kind of damaged, but very damaged. And uh, it takes us into this super masculine world, but through a very interesting lens uh, of sort of this pro pro gay sex, pro butt sex, pro cum guzzling uh, district manager Yakuza guy. Uh, the movie starts out, and it's <laughs> it's already hitting the the it's already got its foot on the gas, so to speak, um, because it's not more than five minutes before there's a sexual act on screen.
1: Is it five minutes? I think you're being charitable.
0: I'm being charitable. What is it done?
1: Well, I I didn't time it. I will just to <laughs> interject for a moment. Um, I mean it.
0: I used my Fitbit. It's it's thirty seven steps
1: into the film. <laughs> I, there's so, in full disclosure to our listeners, like we had a, a brief discussion about this beforehand. But I want to circle back to to one point, and uh, there's been nothing missed. You'll get it all here. the The thing that comes to mind is this is a very sexual movie. But there's very little sex, like graphic sex, in the sense of, like, visuals of sexual acts that occur. Yeah. There are certainly, like, s- simulations of visi- visual sex acts. But your heart, you are, it is not possible for you to identify a penis. In They're this. all invisible. Um, I mean,
0: I didn't spend a long time trying to identify them. I just assumed we weren't going to see them at a certain point.
1: Well, yeah, yeah I mean, just... roughly halfway through or so, you're like, "Well, if I didn't see it before, I'm not seeing it now." Yeah. And there's a conceit around that as well. Um, and initially, um, I was feeling, yeah, like um, it's intention. Like, there's there's thematically, it it makes sense why you might not see um uh, a, a penis. Um, okay.
0: Let's go with
2: that. It's also censorship laws. It's that too. Yeah. porn foreign, foreign, foreign is censored in Japan.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. You, you could have pixelated it. You could have, you know, I don't know what, there's certain ways. I mean, there's a healthy porn industry in Japan. Um, It's not hardcore. Well, it is hardcore, but like there's, We'll just we'll just smatter a little pixelation on there and then we're in we're in great shape, um, so to speak. Uh, They could have worked around the edges. I don't I don't know what's possible. I'm glad they
0: didn't, though, because I have seen them do that sometimes. And instead of using pixels and stuff like that, sometimes they have an ethereal white glow around sexual organs like the not the non like like breasts are fine for the most part or they were when I was there.
2: No, not like, anymore. Can't, you can't show, I think you can't show nipples on public TV.
0: That is shocking.
2: Yeah, I, like, I one of the things
0: magic. that shocked me when I was a kid was how much nudity was on TV in Japan. Presumably. Uh, they never showed, like, the bits, but they showed, like, where they were and they showed the naked breasts and...
2: They showed the bazangas.
0: Yeah, they showed a lot of bazangas.
2: <laughs> yeah. In, in, like manga, frequently the censorship is just like it's a censor bar, but I, it, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of regulation on how big the censor bar is. Like sometimes it's just not it's just not covering anything. It's just there to remind you, hey, like this is this is censored.
1: <laughs> I mean, we did. I, I am
0: I,
2: here. I
0: like, What there if there's a guy that's getting off on censor bars? That's what I'm wondering. Or I mean, a woman those getting guys off are on out Censorship there. bars, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Those
1: those are a lucky few people that you know for which Japan is a desired destination, I suppose. But um, yeah, I
0: I want to see those tourist
1: ads. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to change
0: anything; just print it as is.
1: <laughs> no notes, go. So I, yeah, the. All right, all right, back, so what's back about the to the scene of setting. setting. Of the the you know or their lack the lack thereof i mean or the well, there's, lack thereof there's a lot of um i mean there's bare bottoms yeah
0: there's an ass load of asses there, there is, is. <laughs> and i mean it's okay i guess to show the after effects of a penis you know the
1: i, I love the, that the, the memory of the penis <laughs> <laughs> this is a very very poetic way to put it
0: and I, well, you were telling me that this movie, you know, it's kind of, you could, you described it as poetically filthy, which you said you borrowed from one of your friends, but I think that's a No, no, out. no. I,
2: bought, I borrowed it from a comedian, um, Liz Glazer.
0: Oh, she okay, okay. To,
2: Yeah, she's like using Not it to specifically. Him, you know. Go ahead. I mean, I would, I would love to be friends with her. She's hilarious, but...
0: If you're listening, Liz Glazer, we have a friend in the wings for you. She loves poetically filthy material. She can introduce you to the world of Japanese soft ish I don't know what to call this. Do you guys categorize this in some way? Like I was rewatching it to, to do this episode uh, because the first time I was just sort of in shell shock. Like, just like, Oh, that's a gay Yakuza sex. They don't seem to be getting much done in this office. Haha. <laughs> but like, the second time I was watching it, I was kind of like feeling it a little bit more. <laughs> like, I, th- I think it's like kind of like a, a good emotional story in a lot of ways. Like I, I, I think it's interesting. The, the things that are happening sort of in the background of the gay sex, the, 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 like um, the jockeying for position within the Yakuza's hierarchy, because there's been a power vacuum from, the passing of one of the, uh, large dons or whatever you want to call them. So like, uh, you know, Yashiro is not up for it, but his mentor slash the man who refers to him as a, as his toilet. <laughs> I well, don't know. What the, I don't know what the proper word for people. that is. Well, only, is that? only,
2: only, be, only because, um, only because of one of the other guy was like, yeah. Yeah, so they they were there were rumors going around that Yashiru was the air quotes public toilet, and when he brings it up to his his mentor his mentor, he's just like wouldn't it be my toilet? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, and that makes him feel a little nice inside. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's also the it's also like it's also like an exploration of how trauma affects different people. Like we have three characters that were all, actually all all victims of some sexual assault in their, in their youth. And we have the the different ways they've come out of it. Um, Yashiro is, you know, he's become a sex addict, but he's, 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 he's he's like, he just kind of hangs out in all his messy complexity. Like he's not like, some he's not some tragic figure who just you know he's not just like the tragic figure who just got pulled into crime like he's also got some pride about it you know he's yeah. he's self aware like it's 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 never um it's I, I like i like just allowing that complexity to happen and i think that's what makes him so interesting um see I,
1: I will interrupt you there i res- <laughs> respectfully disagree that uh i mean like this is to my eye, the epitome of a damaged character.
0: I mean, A, he is, a damaged
1: individual, yes. Uh, who is willfully, like, he wears this as a badge of pride, when in fact, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it is the repression of the trauma that um, is causing him to act in these ways or to, you know, be a sex addict, constantly sort of be a slave to those desires or be uh, or aggressively pursue those desires because you are at your heart, a damaged individual and my expectation, and you can, you will either be able to get the last laugh on these um, Victoria or not. Cause I think you've read the full manga, but I don't know. Yeah,
2: I've, um, only, I've only read, I've only read part of it so far.
1: So like in a normal, or I take that word back entirely in um, in some character arcs with characters of this type, then, you know, it's like, oh, you want, you're, you long for them to have a normal relationship, interaction with someone, to, to have a real sense of emotional connection. And if they achieve that, um, then their need for this um, deviant behavior eventually dissipates because it's actually a coping mechanism for that which is lost. And, um, the whole narrative arc here to me is, as I understand, this is supposed to be the first part of a trilogy is, I assume, about a deepening of a relationship with, um... Domeki. uh, Domeki. (laughs) Yes, Domeki. And I, so I don't know, I don't know if that will come to fruition or not, but when I, like, I absolutely agree that the character has quirks and what and he's got elements that make him interesting, but I, I would say like wearing it with pride to me is a, is a misunderst Well, I don't know that it's your misunderstanding of the situation because I think it's a correct interpretation of the character, but I still think that it, um, is all an element of a coping mechanism. And I felt the need to psychoanalyze that a great deal. And I realize I may be, that's my own feeling on the particular topic.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, you're, right. you're right. Um, but what I meant is the fact he's self-aware about it and he's not, you know, it, there, there, he, the, the way he embraces it to a certain degree, like obviously the big picture is damaged. is damaged character, but I would say like compared to other, compared to other versions of this character archetype I've seen in other movies, other shows, other manga, like I feel like he he's his I feel like he's a more complex I think I think it's a more complex take on it. He has like c- contradicting confl- contradicting emotions. And I that that was really what compelled me to him
0: I think that if you look back at certain scenes with him where he's basically telling you He's basically talking to the audience and kind of bringing you into his world um there's one part where domeki asks him like when did you know you loved a man and he's like that's a ridiculous question i've never loved a man before i could entertain that before i could indulge those feelings or interrogate or explore those feelings my father had his way with me so there you there you have it kind of and like he he tells you a couple of times that I don't think that he necessarily is there in the yakuza trying to be the best yakuza he can be. I mean that that's that's his circumstances, right? To
1: be the
0: <laughs> He's got to catch them all first. <laughs> and I don't know if that's STDs. Uh, no. Or not. wait, let's not go there. Yeah. I'm trying to say something real. Don was pointing out to me the other day how he's talking about how when he throws something out there a knife or he throws a he throws no what is it he throws Donna? he throws um let me let me get this quote right before i that which i threw will become a sharp knife that comes flying back at me and it doesn't end there because that comes back again later not as a sharp knife but as a sort of explanation. Uh, and it's because he's in love with the doctor, but he doesn't think that he can be with the doctor. But sometimes, because that's that's the nature of what he does. That's the nature of the damage that he carries with him. When he tries to put love out there, it doesn't come back to him, it comes back to hurt him. Like he introduced Kageyama to his current uh, boyfriend lover.
2: Or no, it's actually sometimes, it's 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 um or rather it's uh
0: am I got the names wrong?
2: Well he introduces he keep he, he sort of introduces him to Kuga who is I guess yeah, I guess he's sort of sort of um uh, Yashiro's underling who isn't who isn't returning his advances. Right. Yeah.
0: But he looks at those that couple and he ex- describes that knife coming back at him as why couldn't it be me why mm-hmm. isn't it me with with that person you know cuz he's not going to be that person so i don't know he's damaged and he he's good at what he does he's he's throughout the movie he proves to be tricky in a way that
1: those tricky tricky yakuza
0: well he, yakuza. I, can i
1: can i just deflate that mystique that you're like what is he tricky in the the interactions that we see are primarily with other yakuza there's no like actual crime that i see being uh, they run a loan
0: shark company though like There's not a lot of layers to that, but the interpersonal, inter-office squabbles that he gets into with the other kumi, with the other group, um, he navigates by leading him into having butt sex with him.
1: Yes, very tricky.
0: And then he locks his ass on his dick when the boss comes in so that he can't pull out. So that now he's in control. And he's described as a lecherous bottom at one point.
1: He is. That's uh, So I guess one of the things that gets me is how much all of the dynamics of this Yakuza... Does click that get you? ...is driven by sex and sexual... Like, he's slept with... Uh, other bosses, or bosses of other yakuza, he slept with his prior boss. He's sleeping with his underlings, or having sexual relations with, however you want to describe this. Uh, and you scratch you know, my you,
0: back, and I scratch yours.
1: I don't think it's scratching, but yes, let's let's go with that. And like the the ways in which he, you know, you you point out, he's described as a lecherous bottom, but he leans into it. And does. then, um, and somehow these yakuza are powerless to resist his lecherous bottom. Uh, and that gives him power over them. Um, I did, in my mind, uh, have a teensy bit of trouble suspending my disbelief that the yakuza are <laughs> so susceptible to the power bottoms that uh, wander amongst them. But um, I guess if that's what it takes to get ahead, then, you know, more power to. To Yashiro. I just it was a to me that was the I, I actually appreciated most the fraught tension that was building with Domeki, which was, I presume, the main plot line here, and not the more um the, the secondary plot line of the of the Yakuza developments, mostly because I was like, well, all the interactions with other Yakuza usually involve um more sex. And I was like, I guess that's the way that your Yakuza cells are going to interact. But I find it mighty surprising.
2: (laughs) We haven't really talked about Domek yet.
1: No. No, and I think we absolutely uh, should. I wasn't really Uh,
0: fair to him earlier. I said I wasn't really fair to him earlier. I pronounced his name in a dumb way without saying that he was a dum-dum. But so, uh, it's not but, that he's a dum dum, it's that everyone thinks he's a dum dum.
1: Well he's and, introduced that way, right? Like we and see him so
0: when Yashiro tells him to sit, he sits on the floor and he's like, What are you doing? Like sit in a chair? <laughs> like he's 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 very, very like one direction as far as like his his capacity for action goes. I it's almost just, like, felt
2: for real that way though. I, 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 sure. no, like, no, I, i'll sit down and i'll sit down no because like my, my family tend to be floor sitters so like i lot of his house is on the floor and like you know there's a couch here right and i'm like oh yeah
1: do you do that with your new <laughs> boss though would you be like um your boss says sit well, down and you sit on the floor by the door as opposed to the couch where the boss is
2: I mean, I also don't think my relationship with my new boss would go in that direction. So. Yeah, I get you, I get you. Because,
1: you know, he shows up, sees um, Yashiro getting reamed, uh, and then within the first five minutes of having been met, Yashiro tries to suck him off. Um, that's not- This is
0: important. This is the most important thing. <laughs> say it. You, I mean, it's- Say, say it. what?
2: I'll say it.
1: Go ahead say it.
2: He's impotent. He has erectile dysfunction.
1: Yes. This is a very important detail that I actually think it would have been more comedic if we'd just gone there for five uncomfortable minutes, like the sweeping scene. And like, um, what was that? Uh, Twin Peaks? What was not Twin Peaks? I think it was like some other sequel. But there was like some scene where somebody swept the floor for 20 minutes on on the actual
0: thousand twin peaks season three spoiler alert victoria
2: i know actually i knew about that scene
1: i've never watched twin peaks but i but sabrina has always been a fan and i remember hearing people talk about this and i could not believe it so i think it would have been hysterical if you had the the slurping and the the locked eyes and just going at it you know five minutes later he's like yeah i'm impotent it's well, I mean this is the implication actually of the scene because Yashiro gets up and he's like well glad thing you told me because my jaw is beginning to hurt um and it is comedic and yet I don't know how much you're supposed to laugh um and there are I mean there
0: are definitely comedic scenes I think there's there's stuff to laugh at in this on purpose
2: Yeah there's 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 fun there's plenty of dry humor um my trick favorite scene being when um Yashiro asks Domeki to cosplay as a cop or uh, during sex because Domeki is a former cop um, and Yashiro is just trying to like dirty talk saying like you should arrest me for like indecent assault or something and Domeki's yeah, yeah, just yeah. like no 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 like actually the law is like it would have to be this and that like you'd have to involve like an object or something and, and he's just and, and Yashiro's just like I'm not sucking you off anymore <laughs> like <laughs>
1: Also, I didn't, I I don't quite understand the, like, once Yashiro knows Domeki is impotent, it does not, by any means, stop the attempts that Yashiro makes to suck off Domeki. It happens frequently. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Well, he likes him.
1: Yes, Sure.
2: And it's, and Dome-Heath is, and Dome-Heath's concern is that he thinks that, it, like, the, he thinks that his Recto dysfunction is kind of a novelty for Yashiro and that, you know, he's, he, he thinks he's keeping him around for that.
0: It does seem to be. Uh, but not, I mean, I'm not saying that he keeps him around for that, but it is a novelty for him in the sense that, like, it's a way of hurting himself repeatedly in the way that he likes uh, yeah. he likes to have he likes to be uh, uh, undressed by it's weird to say undressed by a limp flaccid penis but to like be to be like degraded humbled, humbled yeah <laughs> like there's something like a, it's, it's like when I was a kid and I got an everlasting gobstopper and that sucker just wouldn't wouldn't disappear, and I had to put it on my nightstand. And every night it would be a new challenge. I never had I never had this experience, but I'm sure someone did. <laughs> I'm sure I'm describing someone's relationship to that damnedable candy.
2: Oh, uh, there was like that. Um, I don't was it on Vice. I can't remember which which site it was, but there was somebody who like she did she did an article where she bought like one of those oversized lollipops you find at coding island such and just like documented eating it every day until she finished it
0: it (laughs) sounds awful
2: yeah no she was not having a good time
0: (laughs) i don't know why but in my notes i wrote other possible names for this movie hard gay limp dick
2: oh god like hard gay like the old um like that old like TV talent a thing. Oh God, that's a that's a throwback.
0: Oh my God, they, there was that, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah uh,
2: that, I mean, that was not a that was not a proud moment in time that we had. Um,
0: wrestler
2: no. Playing, uh, yeah. No. gig um, horrible stereotype, but it, but it was a thing that existed in the mid two thousands.
0: If I may be serious for a moment, okay. uh, <laughs> to me, the whole the whole thing aside from like sort of the workplace comedy of it all like where they don't actually seem to do their jobs very much and they just sort of have sex as opposed to setting up elaborate scenarios where Dwight steals somebody's where they steal Dwight's uh like stapler or whatever and put it in jello like aside from those aspects i mean you can't really talk about what's happening here without talking about like, kind of the, the, the masculinity of the situation. Like, this is not, this is not like, gay men who are like bright-eyed and like oily, muscul- muscled men, like embracing each other. This is not. This is not flowery. It is still very much the world of yakuza, and it's aggressive, and it's it's tired all of the men are like drawn with like these kind of like half lidded eyes where they're constantly sort of like staring from underneath them. Uh, this is, this is a harsh world. Which, in which, which I
2: like about it.
0: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm saying it's not flowery. There's flowery stuff in it. There's like kind of like romantically sad moments and like kind of like sudden moments of beauty and i think those are in yakuza films too but this is still very much like yakuza world and even though they're having sex with each other even though they're engaging in those kinds of acts um it's it's all done in a really masculine way like it's all done with locker room talk in this strange sort of like like one-upsmanship um like i called it jockeying for power and it kind of just kind of takes that literally like um, here's a here's a line I liked. Uh, Getting out of the yakuza isn't so easy. Thrust in so deep, it's like a great cock you can't stop sucking.
2: Wait, was that so, was that what your subtitle said? Yeah. Cause my, okay, cause okay, cause I have the Blu-ray and I swear that line was like it's a it's a fine pussy that won't let go or something like that.
0: Interesting.
2: <laughs> I I mean I think we're talking about the same line.
0: It has to be right.
2: Yeah, wow. I wonder if that's something they changed afterward on those on the subtitles because they realized it didn't make sense. I didn't I didn't try to listen for the Japanese there, admittedly.
0: Like if that's what they I admittedly understand Japanese, but I do have trouble and struggle with some of the words in this because they don't come up in everyday conversation for me personally. Uh but if if it's translated the way i just said it there's the metaphor right there too for the the fact that he's constantly sucking off this person who cannot get hard for him it's just like trying to leave the yakuza
2: <laughs> but but also it's like domeki is the first person aside from kakeyama the doctor who seems to like actually who actually cares about yashiro as a person like a lot of the other characters are like Kate fucking him and talking shit behind his back or trying to kill him. Um, but don't like, he, he like gets, he like gets him. He's like, he does feel sorry, but he also respects him a lot. And that's sort of, that's clearly like the underlying, the underlying story is yeah. eventually going to go. Is that, but
1: it's, it's more than just, I mean, awesome. it's also infatuation, right? Like that, that, gets teased out over the course of our 80 minute episode. Um, He calls him beautiful. He said that was the first thought he had of him. You know, it's clear that Domeki is slowly and inexorably falling in love with our beautiful Yashiro. And in fact, near the end when Yashiro casually drags him into a, a porn theater and is like, all right, I'd like to uh, suck you off now Um, and Domeki's like can we not and Yashiro sort of sighs heavily and says all right well if you're not going to do that I'm going to go suck that guy off or something to that nature Um, and instead of
0: it was kind of sweet when when he was like how do you know you're how do you know if you're gay like and he's like you know girl you're gay (laughs) Yeah. Get I mean, on this. I... <laughs> Domeki is as man as there is. His name is Domeki Chikara. Strong power.
1: The one thing I thought about Domeki is he seems very um uh, unemotional, reserved, what have you. But I also wondered if it wasn't a deliberate ploy by the Um creators to allow you to project on Domeki whatever you wanted. Like you could be Domeki in this scenario because Domeki is so um, undifferentiated as a character. And this is one interpretation. You may not agree with me and I I would respect that. Um, But I feel often that Domeki is so flat as a character that it allows one to project oneself into that character to feel if if that was how you wanted to interpret this anime if that's how you want it. like you could be Domeki Domeki just seems so like passive so un it makes very little happen um, I don't know that otherwise I don't know how to phrase it now I think that's a an extreme interpretation because I do think Domeki is a character that grows has a narrative arc etc but um but i often find tomeki fairly boring i'm not going to lie um yashiro is and i mean I, it lends credence to the idea that yashiro is supposed to be sort of this golden boy this beautiful creature and at least yashiro has much more of a dynamism to him
2: it's interesting when I watched this, like knowing fairly little about the, fair, knowing fairly little about the series, um, I was expecting Domeki to be the point of view character. Cause usually I think in these sort of romance where you've got like one cruel character, one cruel character and one who isn't like, usually you see it more through the eyes of the nicer one, but in this case it's, it's Yashiro's perspective. And I actually really appreciated that. I, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to get inside of the head, in the head of, um, the messier person don't Dome- like he's very he's very he's very stoic but he's kind of reached he's kind of reached this point through through a lifetime of trauma of his own um
0: yeah we should probably talk about that because we haven't yeah, really yeah. uh discussed that but a character shows up uh part way through uh this girl who's been waiting out in the rain to see domeki uh, at first I thought it was a boy because it, very short hair uh, and the face was drawn kind of indistinguishable to me from the men. But uh, when she speaks, I, I couldn't help but laugh at how like ridiculously high pitched her voice sounded in comparison. Like if you were to put Domeki and her on two sides of the pitch meter, like she's all the way to the left and, or all the way to the right and he's all the way to the left in the low area. Like, he's, like, got the gruff and stoic and monotone voice, and she's, like, "Ah," all up super high. Uh, It gets better as it goes on, but that first, like, moment, I was, like, this this isn't real. This isn't her real voice, is it? Uh, I think, you know, it's it's supposed to be playing younger, but it just came off as weird to me. Um, But her story is so tragic, and... She's also used to show how, you know, Yashiro relates to her and sees himself in her story as well, because they're both victims of uh, of sexual assault by a parent, by their fathers. Um, and in the case of of I forget the girl's name. I don't even know if she has a name. Allie. I I almost said it was Subasa, but I think that was in the previous anime we were watching. Did you Did you say the name just now?
2: Yeah, Aoi.
0: It's Aoi. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Aoi um, is was in an asylum, and they they adopted her in an institution, and they brought her into the family. So she and Domeki aren't blood brothers and sisters, uh, blood brother and sister, but they are uh, by adoption related to each other. Um, But Domeki, the reason he went to prison and couldn't follow through on his, uh, on his track to becoming a police officer is because he beat the crap out of his father for doing this to this girl. And that is also supposedly the, the reason that he, became or one of the reasons that he became impotent probably the main reason although i don't know if they were implying that something like going to prison would also do that i mean these prisons are not notorious for the kinds of like sexual assaults in prison that uh, that they are here but or maybe that's just a cliche but in japan they're they're so tightly like controlled it would almost seem like he might have developed like a need to have permission to even get hard like they they micromanage every aspect of a prisoner's life for the entirety <laughs> of their time there I don't well, know why you it's because you're thinking about it now you're like did they say when he could get hard?
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, they told
1: him to sit down and he hard. sat down right there right so it's like that would be the care for impotence Yashiro just needs to say get hard my man and uh, lo and behold, Now that um, there was actually an article um, that came out today about I think it was today or yesterday about the guy who, and his father who smuggled out um, what was it a high a, a, an executive who was go undergoing trial um, in Japan and they smuggled him out and they ended up going to jail in Japan for like eighteen months. And this guy just got out and they gave him an interview. He's like, yeah, it was horrible. Like I, I think I saw, I was outside for maybe 20 hours of those 18 months. And I just sat in a room and I, they didn't give me anything. I nearly went insane. He said the prison system is absolutely atrocious there. One thing I didn't quite understand. And about uh, Domeki's story in that he's like, I, the reason I went to jail is because I kept quiet we didn't want to ruin my sister's honor and, you know, have her known that like, yes, but that's a very archaic um, view of the way to treat the situation. Like it, the, the girl is obviously horribly traumatized and should receive support <laughs> to deal with that trauma. And the first step would be acknowledging that she actually had undergone that kind of abuse. Um, but instead, we're going the opposite route. Um, I don't even know what happens to the father. And I don't know, I guess it's the girl living with her mom? I don't remember yeah. that particular detail. Yeah. So is Japan still of that sort of mentality? Like, we can't possibly talk about these horrible things that happen, and this is an appropriate way to deal with the situation?
0: I don't know, but is America really that much further along? I mean, I feel like every so often we we come back to those stories and we found out that like these girls were telling, like think about those girls that were being abused uh, on the college campus by their doctor. Like they made complaints and they were ignored. Like nobody believed them. And then finally, like years later, all those, like all those voices finally mattered. Like if Japan is at like the level where like saying something could ruin this girl's life. I mean, I it mean, makes sense on the other, that they would reflect that in the in the movie.
1: Yeah, but I the mean, other side of the coin is her life is already pretty messed up. So,
0: do you have any but, further insight into this, Victoria? Because I'm not really sure.
2: I don't feel qualified to speak about Japan in that regard, but certainly in America, when victims come forward, when victims come forward, like the amount the amount of pushback and harassment they get from other people, and like accusations about what the reasons may be. Like sometimes that that can be completely re-traumatizing all over again.
0: I mean do so, you guys no, remember when the, the Supreme Oh sorry, go ahead.
2: So, so, so I mean I, I think it's I, I think I'm willing to accept for this story that this this is the explanation for what happens because it is like that in real life sometimes. And if it's not and even if it were, it's like, you know, this this is this is the set this is the setup for the story.
0: When the confirmation hearings for Kavanaugh were going on, the woman came forward about uh, being assaulted in college, and nothing came of it. And he still became a Supreme Court Justice of the United States, and she she got all sorts of flack from it. Like
2: she she had to hire bodyguards, I think she did.
1: Oh, she had to leave her. She had to like go into hiding for a little while. I, I yeah. wouldn't say nothing came of it. Like there was quite a lot that came of it but at the end of the day i mean we're getting very political here the republicans were having none of it and just i'm sorry a guy through
0: when i say that nothing came of it what i mean is that we still have john we still have kavanaugh sitting as a current supreme court justice meaning like she came out she said her truth and everyone said so what boys will be boys
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree, yeah. but, you know, the situ- if we're going, and I assume that this is meant to parallel I don't the situation. advocate here. It's very
0: well, dangerous. we're talking
1: about the situation with Domeki finding his father in the act of raping his sister, which is a little different uh, than someone coming forward and saying 30 years ago uh, or more, Brent Kavanaugh, Forced himself on me. So there, you know, it's there's like in the US, were such a thing to happen and someone beat the living daylights out of their father, um, there's very few courts where a jury would not be likely to acquit um, or, you
0: know, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, that is not true. There actually is bad z- news for you. <laughs> There's so several. You, you are races. forgetting
1: a very important detail, which is that Domeki is a cop. And he cops... was not a
0: cop yet. He was not a cop yet. What? Then when did he become a cop? I don't think he actually did. He become oh, a cop. Yeah.
2: He, he went. He was at the. He was at the academy. He
0: was at the academy, so he it's was not door. actually a cop yet. And they cops do hold cover their, their, their cops to they do they know over there they do hold them to a rather high standard i think we, they don't even carry guns so
1: they don't i <laughs> so he couldn't yeah, shoot so him what you're saying mind. he had to use his fist he was compelled to beat the shit out of him
0: it's just hard to get a gun and, yeah.
1: i mean look i i'm not trying i'm not trying to i the situation happened and this is the way the story described it as happening and it could have happened this way it could have happened a different way um i just he expresses some sort of callous indifference to his sister, which is a little bit surprising. Although her love for him is, I would think I uh, appreciated but misplaced like this is not. That's an interesting point.
0: I,
2: I think what? it's a coping mechanism for him. Yeah. Like he felt, he feels like he betrayed her first by, um, first by avoiding her when they were younger because of rumors that she, that she was romantically interested in him and kind of ignoring the warning signs that something, something wrong was happening to her. And now, you know, now, and now he's, now he's the opposite. Like he, he's an that he feels like he, he cares about her, but he doesn't think he's safe for her.
1: I think that's, So then in light of that, I guess it's okay or appropriate for him to be like, you got to go live your life because I'm not someone you should be around.
0: Yeah. He's
2: like, I love you, but I've chosen my boss.
1: (laughs) Well, even if he hadn't chosen his boss, he can't choose her. That's weird as well. Well, I
2: didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. I love
0: but. my boss who says things like, come see me anytime. I'll be waiting with an open ass for that pearled dick you're so proud of. That's like you my really line.
1: wanted to just repeat that line.
0: It, I, it's so- not repeating the line because this is the first time I've said it on the podcast. I said to you the on first a daily time, basis. Dear
1: listeners, not the first time it has been communicated to <laughs> Victoria and myself.
0: I don't know what a pearl dick is. Dawn?
1: Um, um, Google exists. Let's see what uh, we get. I'm
0: about
2: to this. Like, Thank God I'm not, I'm not logged into. Did, um, um, did you
0: think, like, what is a pearl
1: dick? Or were you like... I'm not going to click but, on Google Images. I'll tell you that. All
2: right. Uh, well, well, I'm on Wikipedia right now, um, which has pictures. Pearling or genital beading is a form of body modification. The practice of permanently inserting small beads made of various materials between the skin and the genitals... Of the labia, of the shaft, or the foreskin
1: of the penis. Oh um, damn! Oh, but look it's at the next thing. thing. Look at the next thing. The man with the pearl penis speaks. It's a pearling tradition. It was started originally by the Japanese pearl divers, and it's been adopted by mainly the yakuza back in Japan.
0: There you go. This is this is a historically accurate document we've been watching here.
2: Oh. <laughs> also, the way I can just like read this with like absolutely like no sort of emotional reaction. I'm just like looking at it. Just like, all right. <laughs> I cool. mean,
0: the ladies are benefiting or gentlemen, the ladies or gentlemen are benefiting from this pearl dick. So I'm not going to be a hater. I I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning things here on this show.
2: It's so part a part of the thing with me is that like, I'm very like, I, I, you know, consider myself mostly a Ace and I just like tend to watch some, um, it's like, I tend to, I you know, I'll tend, when I, I watch like naughtier thing, I'll watch like naughtier things with almost this like <laughs> clinical indifference, just, like, I, it's just, it's just kind of part, it's just kind of part of, it's just will be kind of part of it. And sometimes I'm just like curious historically. So I'll just be sitting there like reading porn manga while I'm eating breakfast and I'm just like, well, <laughs> like...
0: Uh, there's a lot of cum shots in this. Uh, there's like three, I think. So it's more than there are in uh, One Piece <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> or any other show we've we've discussed on this entire podcast. These are the first three cum shots we have had at all.
2: It's a very special moment. It is.
0: <laughs> um. There was another bit that I wanted to talk about, which was sort of the the relationship between him and the doctor who likes to lick scars and scabs. Uh, what can we talk about with them?
1: Is it both? Because I think licking a scar could be hot while licking a scab is definitely not.
2: In, in the one shot that was that, this manga, the the manga was spun off from, as well as the OAV they made. Like, doc, the doctor's a kink for, has a kink for burn scars, and like, there's more, there's more detail in that. If you want to, you know, if you want to read or watch those two, is like, to personally. Personally, I found fi- I found that relationship less interesting, and I can completely see why. The main, mo- you know, the the, sto- the story that was spun off of this is about Yashiro because. The idea, of who, you know, who's this guy who's just watching, the, watching, the, you know, watching these two characters fall in love while smoking a cigarette. There's a lot of smoking in this, by the way. There, like, there is. Uh, <laughs> maybe someday I'll count how many cigarettes he's smoked.
0: And I didn't say it, but I, it, Yashiro reminded me. Just the way that he kind of comports himself reminded me of the actor James Spader during his heyday and specifically in the movie Secretary. Um, there's just sort of a playfulness about him that's also masking damage and also sort of like, has a sort of strange charm that just kind of makes you like the guy. Um, he also plays Ultron in the Avengers movie.
2: <laughs> the voice actor?
0: Ultron? Oh, not, Ultra, not Ultraman.
2: Wait, who who does?
0: James Spader.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you He's... meant Yashira's voice actor. Um No,
0: that would be weird, but interesting. <laughs> possibly more interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I actually really like his and the other characters' body language. Like it, it just kinda conveys so much about them. Like the first time we see Yashira and Tomeki interact, like Yeshiro's just kind of sprawled out on the couch. Like later we see him, um
1: no, I think the very first time Yashiro and Domeki are meeting, Yashiro is getting pounded from behind on his desk.
2: Well, I mean that's part of the same meeting. It's <laughs> later in the meeting, but like you know, he goes he goes to the other branch to confront the confront the guy who's been spreading rumors about him, and he's like got his feet up on the table, like he is just like asserting power in all these casual in these casual ways. Like it's, it's just it's just nice. It's nice. Um, gestural language from some, something that's animation is generally workmanlike, although honestly it's, 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 it's pretty good overall. Like it's...
0: Yeah. I've seen much worse than, uh, yeah. than what's on here and the music was beautiful.
2: Yes. Let's talk about that for a second because the music is composed by HZ Trio, which is a jazz trio a jazz trio by, led by the pianist apes set m who is first of all an absolute virtuoso second of all i know him because he worked with renato a lot if you don't listen to her like change that now she is one of the greatest living pop songwriters she is so good she knows so much music she knows her way around the studio she's incredible anyway um he's he's worked with her he's worked with her several times but Notably, he was he was in the original lineup for her band Tokyo Jihen, and that he was just absolutely absolutely a delight. Um, in his in their in the one concert tour they did with him, he's just like sitting on the bench, like like perched on the bench playing piano. He's just like got all got all this like completely ridiculous body language that just like just like way more entertaining to watch than you would consider than you would consider for most pianists. Um, it's, Aside from Toriyama's, Toriyama's also awesome. She'll just be like... Uh,
0: back to the back to the movie. There's not much more to talk about, but we can talk about sort of how the finale comes together. All those things that are going on in the background, the ascension of Misui or the attempted ascension, the squabble that Yashiro and the rival gang leader are having, uh, which... I don't know if it's so much a turf war, but like Yashiro slights him. And I think he's jealous of his connections and his popularity. And so he makes a big deal by having his guys go over and and make a big stink at one of their places of business uh, by taking up all of the girls' time rather than letting them go around to different tables. And it's it's a small thing, but it kind of balloons out of control, and he and, doesn't pay the bill. Yeah. Well, he he makes him he 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 puts the bill in front of him basically, and says like, "Pay your bill." Like I'll 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 address my I'll address my man stepping over the line if if you were if you just pay your bill, that you owe. Uh, but they never really get too far into that. They just have him get shot by. Is that a junkie?
2: Um, I mean, since I haven't read the head in the manga, I assumed it was just one of the rival gangs,
0: okay. or like a guy who owes money who needs to do something yeah. for the yakuza. Or maybe, yeah. So they just give I, him a gun and tell him to go in there. And I mean, this is a great scene for Yashiro, too, because he's like, "No, you haven't. You're terrible at this." Yeah. Because <laughs> he shoots him, he misses him first, and then he like shoots him in the arm. And then he shoots him, like, all of them are, like, non-lethal shots. And Yashiro does the thing where, you know, the Mel Gibson-y sort of thing where he walks up to him and, like, puts the gun against his head. I I don't know that
1: they're intended to be non-lethal shots. And it's not, I mean, we know it can't be lethal. No, they're not intended. I'm
0: saying that the guy's bad at it.
1: I mean, if I shoot you in the abdomen, it's touch and go whether you're going to make it. Did he get right. shot in the I mean,
0: element before he started egging him on, though?
1: Yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't know, Victoria. You watched it most recently. Uh, Maybe it probably doesn't matter, no.
0: but
2: yeah, know. I mean, he, he he makes a bunch of bum shots, and Yashiro tells him he sucks, and is like, you know, if, like if you really want to damage me, like shoot my balls.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Shoot. This guy balls. doesn't take him up on it.
2: Because because he, he's cause he's, free, he's like intimate, he's intimidated by this and runs away. So, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's not very good at this. It's like a like a hit and run, but like yeah, I abo- mean, aborting was... abo- abo- the side quest. <laughs>
0: <temporal> <sighs> oh, I could have made a joke there, but I'm not going to. Um, I was. <laughs> I don't know how you guys felt, but I thought for a couple times here that the story was actually going in a different direction. And I'm not convinced that it isn't still, even though there's a lot of evidence that everything that's happening is on the up and up between Domeki and Yashiro. But I thought maybe he's still with the police. Did you not ever think that? Did it never cross your mind? No, it really didn't. That this was an elaborate setup? That everything points to him positioning himself to get close to this guy who is close to people who are next in line for the throne now by the end of it i was like this is probably isn't the case because they're really not focusing on that <laughs> aspect of the story at all
1: <laughs> when they but, have him dress up in his police uniform
0: well Excuse that me. could still work towards <laughs> it and, and it would be tragic for them both to like find love but then be on this sort of trajectory where there can be no like happy ending for either of them.
1: I want to sing the what is it the Rihanna song? We found love in a hopeless place. Nice, do it. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I sang the I sang the American Pokemon theme today.
0: Yeah, did you?
2: Don't so just like drinking water, so he doesn't have to. <laughs> So I don't have to address that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, You did it, but you didn't do it on our podcast.
0: Yes, I did. There's also, now that we found love, what are we going to do with it? With it.
1: (laughs) I forget who is the, uh, the artist.
0: I also forget who the artist is. It's probably for the best.
2: I I don't know that one at all.
0: We've gone an hour. We're good. Uh, I would recommend seeing this just because I think that it's totally different than what I thought it would be going in. Uh, there are aspects of it which, you know, are probably titillating to the right person watching it, but that's not what I got out of it. Um, I thought the story was good and the music was good and the the characters were interesting. So... Um, if this is what you're into though, this is like this is probably the citizen Kane of gay yakuza softball
1: porn. <laughs> I I I don't know if it is, <laughs> but I'm not willing to watch a bunch of other yakuza porn to find out.
0: It's good writing. It's good writing.
2: Yeah, the di- the dialogue the dialogue I, I think is very compelling, filthy. I like it. Um, hopefully, the other two movies in the trilogy eventually get made. Yeah, in yeah, two I, years, and I don't think there's been any word.
1: I'm a little surprised at the total lack of movement.
0: Insert
1: limp dick
0: joke. <laughs> That's all we got today for you guys. Uh, You know, it's hard to talk about it only in the sense that not a lot happens in the movie because we're only seeing act one of three, supposedly, right? Yeah. So a lot of the things that they're setting up really don't get paid off here so much. But I thought the, the character beats do get paid off. So if you if you do have a chance to see this, the Blu-ray is only $9 currently.
2: Is so, it? Wow, I paid like 20 Wait, maybe I paid 16 Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's pretty damn cheap.
0: Yeah, so it's worth a gamble at the very best. You know, you spend some time laughing at some really, really fun dialogue. And you, you, you know, get some, uh, get some good... Uh, what else am I going to say? <laughs> get some good child sex out of it. God damn it. Please, oh, no. no. <laughs> we didn't really
1: it. address that. I mean, you you warned about it, but we didn't actually get into those very graphic and descriptive scenes. But I mean, it's also involved, well, a little bit. We didn't talk about Yashiro himself having his flashback on what could be his deathbed, but we know is not because there's two sequels.
0: I mean, he might not be the character in the sequels, so they might... Have Domeki move on and, you know, <laughs> take over. I'm the willing to that.
1: bet money that they don't.
0: <laughs> no, he's definitely the the money. He's definitely the the main attraction here. I doubt they would get rid of him so quickly. Um, the manga, the manga
2: is still ongoing. I think it, I believe it publishes erratically. Yeah. I should. And then, yeah. Once whenever I get my attention span together, I'll read the ebooks I have.
0: So, I'm sorry to have disappointed those who wanted to hear the grisly details, but I'm not going to go further into them. Good. Uh, instead, we're going to end the show as we always end it. Okashku.
1: Igoyo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Happy wow, holidays, wow. everyone. See you yeah. next time. <laughs> riley yeah andrew do you want to make a podcast ad i do but what would we mention so i think that we could probably put together an ad for a show called the podcast minds Ah. there but for the grace of pod go we you know it's a podcast where we both pitch each other podcast ideas instead of doing one ourselves yeah it's a podcast pilot pitching project totally it's we should mention that it's a comedy show right where we throw out ideas like getting weirdly deep into the themes of jumanji is that one a podcast? No, no. Uh, I, I, it's a it's a podcast idea that is actually a front for me to talk to you about hyperfixations I got. Oh, that's uh, most of the things that you hit me with. Uh, what about instead if we just talked about all the different ways you could do a rewatch of Lost? Oh, that sounds like you just did what I did, but <laughs> you said it in a positive voice okay and along the way what if we pitched ideas like i don't know epic rap battles of mystery the lin-manuel miranda podcast listen to the podcast minds there before the grace of pod go we on your podcatcher of choice on the moonshot network hi-ho hi-ho every friday welcome! Welcome to the best idea for a podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making. A Pokemon bracket podcast where we take every one of these creatures in the Pokemon video game franchise, put them in a bracket together, and find out which one the best one is. Starmie gives me like organic,
2: free-range, gluten-free, like fidget spinner energy. Swallow could swallow entire hole in one gulp. Ladybug looks like it
1: is ready to give you so
2: many high fives with each of its little mitten hands. <laughs> I don't like Weirder's face. It's got a big testicle for in nose, for sure. <clears throat> I think Vido King's favorite beer is PBR.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
0: Champs in the Making, a Moonshot Network podcast about Pokemon. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or first at patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork.